Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the First and Ten podcast. We are mock drafting today. We have got all our different podcasts. Um, for those of you who don't know about them, um, we have Channel 12, our network of podcasts that cover all individual teams. So if uh, whatever team you support, have a look on there. Um, if, if your team's there, give it a listen. If it's not, get in touch and you can help start up on those podcasts. Um, some of these guys had never even looked at a mic basically, before uh, they started podcasting with us and now they've all got plenty of experience, a whole season under their belt for most of them. And uh, yeah, I think I think on the whole it's been pretty fun for everyone. But yeah, um, if you're interested in podcasting, get in touch. But um, I'll leave that for now. Um, so we have done this. So each individual podcast, um, they'll draft as a group to pick for their team. And then all the remaining teams have been randomly allocated. Um, there were some interesting ones. Uh, Ryan from the Saints podcast got the Panthers. And uh, we've done a second version of this with trades. This one's got no trades. And uh, he got the Panthers again. So, yeah, big Panthers backer for some reason. But, um, yeah, this has been a, a lot of fun to put together. And um, so we've got a whole group of us. So it's quite an interesting sort of selection of picks. There's some... Uh, there's some shocks in there. There's some players that have dropped, players that have uh, gone probably higher than most would expect. But I think we can expect that from the draft. But um, so I won't waste any more time. I will get on to it right away. And speaking of uh, interesting picks, with the Bengals' first pick, we have the host of the Steelers podcast. Um, I'll just hand over straight to him. Hey guys, this is Simon from the UK Steelers podcast. Um, firstly, I want to point out how um, almost cruel it is um, to have the host of a Steelers podcast make the first overall pick in this draft for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but with that said, uh, with the first overall pick, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have to take Joe Burrow, quarterback out of LSU. Um, this, to me, is the clearest pick in the draft. Um, this guy is um, he's super accurate. He's super poised. Uh, he showed that with LSU last year. And he's a guy who's come into a tough position at LSU and, and really shown his value. Um, some people might consider Chase Young here. Um, I can certainly understand why that guy is an absolute baller. But in reality, the quarterbacks are a franchise that need uh, an injection of, of spirit. And a guy like Joe Burrow, who can hopefully turn... Well, hopefully not for me, but hopefully for the Bengals fans, turn that franchise around. So this is a guy I'm not looking forward to having to deal with for the next you know, two decades uh, in my division. But uh, it's a clear pick for the Bengals here at number one overall. So next up, we have the Redskins. Hi, I'm James Lowe from the Redskins Podcast UK. You can block me on Twitter at Lowey133. With the second pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young, defensive end, Ohio State. I wouldn't even entertain talks of a trade-down with Chase Young still on the board. This pick is about as guaranteed a slam dunk as you can get. First of all, you start with the physical traits Young has, the build he has. If you're building the perfect pass rusher, you want the size and length that he possesses. He's six foot five and 265 pounds. He's an absolute specimen. Then you're looking at his get-off speed. He is so explosive. I look back at some of the 2018 Ohio State tape. They had a guy called Nick Bosa who was pretty good. Seemed to have a good rookie year last year. In a lot of the plays I watched, Chase Young was getting to the quarterback at the same time as Bosa. Very similar get-off speeds. Chase Young made it look so easy last year at Ohio State that he may not be getting enough credit for his dominance. He led the nation with 16 and a half sacks and forced six fumbles in his 12 starts. 
local kid too. And at his time at Damatha Catholic in Maryland, he racked up 19 sacks in his senior year alone. I can't find one analyst who does not have him as the highest graded player in the draft. Most have said he's the highest graded player they've had in a decade. You do not trade away from a generational pass rusher. He can win with speed. He can win with power. He has great hands at the point of attack. He dominates every Ohio State game you see. He consistently wins one-on-ones and against double teams. He's more athletic than the Bosers were at college. He's more productive at Ohio State than both. The Bosers are dominating the NFL, and this guy is at their level and may even prove to be better. They call him the Predator, and Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, and Daniel Jones and now his prey. So at pick three, we have Steve Ovenden, one of our writers, who is making his podcast debut. At pick three for the Detroit Lions, I choose linebacker Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. The Lions need improvement on the defensive side of the ball, so my thinking is why not get an all-rounder? At the combine, he responded with defence when asked his position. Having been utilised in so many ways for Clemson, playing linebacker, corner and safety, I felt that the Lions can only benefit from having a player like Simmons. Next up at pick four, it's the New York Giants. Hello there, Ollie and Wes here from the Giants podcast. Uh, picking for the Giants, you might have guessed. Uh, and uh, we're taking Jedrick Wills, the O-Tackle uh, from Alabama, who is the fourth overall pick. Um, I think it's pretty obvious, you know, the, the offensive line's been pretty bad for too many years now, needs to get sorted. Uh, Jedrick Wills, he's a proven left tackle at Alabama, you know, the best offense in college football last season. And, you know, it makes sense. He's, he, he can just sort of slot right in and do a job. And we need it right now, let's be honest. Uh, Daniel Jones, you know, he so many strip fumbles. Last year, uh, it's, uh, it was just that was probably the biggest problem in offense for us. And then Saquon Barkley, obviously, you've got to try and preserve his career. And uh, yeah, so it just makes more sense than anything else. Uh, what about you, Wes? What do you think? Yeah, so uh, I think we decided it was very close between which um, which tackle they uh, were going to take. Yeah. And uh, I think basically we were pretty. Yeah, you know, we were pretty much in agreement that that would be between two or three different ones. I think Beckton, we kind of both thought wouldn't be the one, and it would be between Wills, Wefs, and uh, Thomas. But I think we went for Wills in the end. Um, I think it makes sense. So one of the reasons, really, I kind of looked at that is that um, we've got Burton Burns there now as the running back coach for the Giants, and with Judge's uh, connections to um, Alabama. Uh, and his uh, input with Saban and stuff, I think maybe they, they would have worked with him before. They know him. I think they'll know that he's going to be, I think be a very, very solid tackle for us. I think they'll probably start out a right tackle and then perhaps move him maybe a year in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, uh, uh, like you said, he's got the connection with Joe Judge. Uh, I, think, I think both of us, given the option, we probably would have traded back here. Uh, but unfortunately, we didn't have this option in mock draft. I, it made sense because you know you don't want to complicate it too much. But uh, it, it was, yeah. I think in the actual draft, if we're going to go offensive tackle, we should definitely try and trade back because there's there's four guys at the top who could definitely get like your choice of them, even if we traded back quite yep. a few spots. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even if we went back to say like six or seven, you you know you're still going to get one of them. So, 
uh, yeah, that would, like you said, that would be my choice as well if we could. But it's never that easy, is it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, so, so obviously, other options: Worfs, Thomas, maybe Beckton. Uh, all good options, but you know, Jedrick Wills, he's just got, sort of got the track record. So, yeah, he's he's very quick. Um, he's got he's got good agility, very good feet, and um, he's he's pretty nasty as well. So I quite like that. I think we need some of that up front. Um, it's a couple of weaknesses, maybe a little bit shorter than the average tackle. Uh, not as good in pass protection, but then nor is um, nor is Wirfs actually either. So it, it, that would be interesting that side of it and, and what they do to protect Daniel Jones. Okay, great. And that's all from us. And uh, on to pick number five. And with the fifth pick, we have the Miami Dolphins. Hey guys. Dave here from the UK Steelers podcast. Today, apparently, I'm representing Dolphins. Fins up and all that. So, with the fifth pick, I'm taking Tua. Uh, I'll probably get a bit of stick for that. But, uh, you know, obviously, he's got injury concerns. Uh, but he's a generational talent, man. I don't know how you pass up on that. You know, he's got elite levels of accuracy and he's athletic you know when the play breaks down he's great using his legs he's a tough guy um maybe a bit too tough um which is sort of showing up in his obvious injuries but yeah i, I think if if the Finns pick him up then he's probably gonna be the face of that franchise for a long time that's if he can keep all his bones in his body um, but no, he's, he's got a really cool head. A lot to like about this dude. You know, he's, so he's got a cool head. When the play breaks down, he doesn't panic. He's able to throw on the run, sort of off like every platform. You know. Um, so yeah, there's not a lot to say about two other than what hasn't already been said by everyone in the football media. So uh, bring on the next pick. And next up at pick six, it is the Chargers. Hello, yes, it's Lee here from the First and Ten Chargers podcast. I'm going to take you through our pick that we made at number six overall for Jeffrey Akuda for our Chargers. Uh, this is the, the kind of quandary that we were talking about on our last podcast, actually, where um, in the way that the board's fallen, we've got a, a couple of choices. We've got Akuda, obviously, which is the choice that we made. We've got an offensive tackle, or we could take Justin Herbert as the, our quarterback of the future. Now, we decided to go with, with Jeffrey Akuda on this occasion because he's the best player available on the board. Uh, an elite defensive prospect, uh, one of the best corners to come back of college in quite a while. Uh, Ohio State have got a long lineage of cornerbacks coming out from their school and making strides in the NFL and becoming real stars. And we think Jeffrey Akuda is going to be the next one of those. Um, he comes in and he can be man coverage on the other side uh, of Casey Hayward. And then we've got Chris Harris in the middle, uh, obviously Desmond King as well. This year, Adelaide, Derwin James and maybe Rayshon Jenkins as well, riding out a great secondary. And, you know, it's one of those things where you've got to win your division and we can match up against any sort of wide receiver and, and make it really difficult for any sort of offence to pass against us now. Also got the aspect of it being a kind of succession plan for Casey Hayward as well, because he's coming up just over 30 now. Uh, so we've got the air kind of to that throne already in, in the building, which is fantastic. You know, another combat one. For the next 10 years hopefully for the Chargers so yeah wrapping it up there uh, great pick for the Chargers and we've taken an elite prospect Jeffrey Akuda at number 6 
And now at pick seven, we have the Panthers, and making that pick is Rowan from the Saints podcast. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank the guys at First and Ten for giving me this opportunity to spend my free time thinking about how to make the Carolina Panthers better. Um, as a diehard Saints fan, it's been pretty unpleasant, to be honest, but um, thanks very much, guys. It's always nice to be involved. So with the seventh overall pick in this mock draft, I can only really see the Panthers taking the best big guy left on the board on the defensive side of the ball, and that is Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn. Uh, with the losses in free agency and with Luke Keekley's retirement, this franchise is going to need some real big playmakers and some leadership to stand up on the defensive side of the ball and, and help them out in a, a division that's very high-powered offensively. With the new head coach as well, we're expecting to see more multiple looks this year and for him to bring back uh, a 4-3 look on the most part, especially after they passed on Dontari Poe in free agency. And um, for me, Brown has the versatility to fit in wherever he's needed along that front three or front four. As a run stuffer, he has the power, the speed and the aggression to do some real damage to anything that comes between the tackles. And if you take a look at his tape, he plays through the whistle on pretty much every play. And it doesn't matter how many blocks are thrown in front of him, he's always up for a fight and up for a challenge. And um, I think he'll be... a uh, a day one difference maker on this roster, even with all the holes that they've got. Um, he's technically gifted and frankly relentless as a as a run stuffer and the the power and the strikes he's able to to put together as well as his his footwork and his straight line speed um, will make him a a real force to be reckoned with in that division and um, and somebody to take note of from day one. As a pass rusher, um, He's still very, very good, and uh, his his skill sets improved a lot over the last couple of years of college. The only small flag I'd, I'd maybe raise on that side is that he may not stack up so favourably against some of the um, cleverer guards in the league uh, who might be able to overextend him. Um, his his power and his motor come from a, a very stable base, and if he finds himself reaching through blocks or getting as I said, overextended, and then he may have a tougher time of it. But um, on the whole, he's a very polished player and, uh, as I say, far and away the best interior guy in this class. So that's the pick. Thanks very much, guys. It's um, It's been a pleasure. And now we have the Arizona Cardinals at pick number eight. Hi, everyone. Ollie from the Giants Podcast UK back again. And uh, I'll pick you for the Cardinals this time, number eight. Uh, pretty, you know, it's quite a nice situation for me to be in, really, because Cardinals, similar situation to the Giants. Uh, you know, got the second-year quarterback, they've got a really bad offensive line, need to protect him. And so it's a sort of similar situation for me to uh, to pick with. And that's why I'm taking Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle from Iowa. Some have speculated that he may be a guard in the NFL. Uh, I wouldn't. I, personally, I believe he has the sort of footwork and speed to be a tackle uh, and be more agile on the edge. And also, you know, he hasn't quite proven himself as a tackle as like as much as some of the other options that are in this draft class. However, uh, I do think just the raw athleticism that he's got uh, is definitely enough potential there for the Cardinals to go with him at eight and hopefully uh, give 
Kyler Murray some time to throw this year. So at pick number nine it is the Jacksonville Jaguars and making that selection is me. So this was a tough one for me. I yeah, I really wasn't sure where to go. Um the way the way it fell was uh yeah, just not what I expected. I thought I'd better get Derek Brown here at nine. Obviously that hasn't happened. He went at seven to the Panthers. I mean, um Justin Herbert has fallen. I could uh, definitely see the Jags taking him. Personally, I'm not a massive believer in Minshew. But I've gone for Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackles at South Carolina. I think he is just a, an incredible athlete, more than worthy of being a top 10 player. He is a sort of player that you can do anything with. He, You can just move him around all over the place. And obviously the Jags have a lot of needs right now. To me... They're probably picking number one next year. So that was a little part of my thinking of not going quarterback. I think it's definitely a spot where if somebody wanted to move up, uh, the Jags could be a team to move down. But yeah, in this draft, we're not we're not uh, moving around. We're just picking where we are. So yeah, I've gone with Javon Kinlaw, who is really going to improve that defence and sort of fill in some of the gaps of all the players they've uh, lost this year. So with the 10th pick, we have the Cleveland Browns, and picking for all of them is Bill Roberts from the Cowboys podcast. With the 10th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns pick Mickey Becton, tackle from Louisville. Looking at the Browns team uh, over, the, over the course of a few years, they've always drafted badly. They've tried to put together the Avengers and ended up just getting Condor Man and Howard the Duck. Uh, under John Dorsey, a couple of years back, they managed to, to, to pull off something and they did sort of get the Avengers together with getting Baker Mayfield, bringing in an OBJ, like him, I love him, um, Landry, Jarvis Landry. They got a few few good free agency picks as well as drafting well with Denzel Ward. Baker Mayfield turned out to be okay. They did good. Miles Garrett, number one pick a few years ago, was great. They had the Avengers, but what they've never had is shield to pull the Avengers together, uh, and their offensive line was the sixth worst last year for sacks. It's uh, taking Bacon Mayfield down for 40 times last year. Uh, they just the D lines were just going through them like hot sauce through a sick kitten. Uh, so, looking at it, Wills and Werfs, the best two offensive tackles in the draft, have gone out already. Uh, they've already been picked. So, Mecky Beckton. Or Andrew Andrew Thomas was the guys to look for. I took Mickey Beckton based on the fact that he's a good swing tackle. Uh, he could go left tackle, right tackle. They did bring in Jack Conklin from Tennessee uh, to fill the right tackle role. Um, and there is still talks about a Trent Williams trade. Uh, we'll see what happens after the draft because obviously with the lockdown, trades aren't really going along that well. Uh, so Beckton, what does he bring? He is 6'7". 364 pounds with a 34, uh, 35 inch um, arm length. Brings him. He's got a seven foot wingspan, uh, and he's got huge upper body power, which means they can put him in straight there. Uh, I think he's a better pick than Andrew Thomas at this point because he is very easy to put in there and be an instant asset um, and instantly help. Um, my worries are that the downside is that it, with such a huge frame, such a huge guy, um, he could have weight issues. Uh, that's all about discipline. 
his discipline's not great. I, I just read a report this morning that he may have passed a drug test on for marijuana. Um, he may not have passed that drug test for marijuana. Uh, just before the draft, but I think 50% of the NFL seems to be pa- failing that test at the moment. Um, so I think he's an, he's an instant slot in for the Browns, and I think they're, they're definitely concentrating on that offensive line. Uh, they now need a, a wide receiver, safety, uh, edge rusher, linebackers even, because they've lost a lot of linebackers, but I think they can pick up better value later on and get this guy quite high up. So... Mecky Becton, 10th overall pick, Cleveland Browns. And with the 11th pick, we have the New York Jets. And picking for them is Ash Till from the Chargers podcast and the fancy podcast here on 1st and 10. With the 11th pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama. The reason I think they should go for Jerry Judy over, say, someone like Andrew Thomas is just because the Jets kind of need a spark. Uh, they need that number one playmaker for Darnold. Um, and I think Judy will give the Jets fans that little bit of spark they need. If this was Radio City Music Hall, I think they'd be very happy with that pick. And now we have the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll never get used to that. So, with the 12th pick in the first and 10 mock draft, the Raider Podcast UK selects C.D. Lamb, receiver, Oklahoma. And why did we choose him? Because he's got hands, man. This dude has got hands. It's like he's got glue on his on his gloves. Um, not the fastest guy, don't get me wrong. But runs solid routes. Catch near enough anything thrown at him. Um, leadership skills. I mean, just watching him for the last three years at Oklahoma. Um, you, you've just seen his stats rise. Every year he's progressed in every single way he can. Like I say, his his stats, um, he's he's progressed in his yardage gained, his touchdowns acquired. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, C D is easily one of the top three receivers in this draft, um, and this draft is pretty stacked at receiver. But hopefully the Raiders do take C D, or one of his other three counterparts that we uh, we mocked up. Um, me and George um, for the for the Vegas Raiders. But yeah, C.D. Lamb, pick 12. Um, if you want to hear more stuff about the Raiders, we will be starting it back up. So that's at Raider Pod UK. Um, come check us out. So now we have the San Francisco 49ers with the 13th pick. And making that pick is Ryan Tomkins from the Washington Redskins podcast. With the 49ers on the clock and with the 13th overall pick, in their 2020 NFL Draft, they chose Henry Ruggs III, wide receiver from Alabama. With Judy and Lamb off the board, and the 49ers wanted to add to their wide receiver ranks while they still can, they picked the fastest player in the NFL Draft. Ruggs can run a 4.27.40 and could quite easily outrun most NFL cornerbacks. Just imagine what he can do as a deep threat. Hazen just speed though, and although his route running isn't the best, then his deep wide receiver class isn't the worst either. He has very good hands, and although he isn't the biggest player, he is more than capable of blocking, something that is expected more when you reach the pros. Lining up in an offense with George Kittle, last year's second round pick, Debo Samuel, 
and you have three players that can be the core of your team for many, many years. So again, with the 13th overall pick in the NFL draft, the 49ers take Henry Ruggs III, wide receiver from Alabama. And now at 14, it is Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hello, this is Gavin from the UK Steelers podcast. So at 14, the Bucks' priority has got to be trying to keep Tom Brady alive for as long as possible. So for that, they need a hog maul in left tackle with, that can start. Now, when, when the Browns took Makai Becton at 10, that only left one of the top tackles on the board. And I think Jason Light would have been sweating that, uh, that someone else was going to take him. But thankfully, just the three receivers went. So uh, it's an easy pick. It's going to be Andrew Thomas of Georgia. They run that card up immediately. However, they're going to do that digitally. But uh, yeah, he's the pick. Andrew Thomas, Georgia. is going to try and keep Tom Brady alive for as long as possible. At pick 15, it is the Denver Broncos. And making that pick is Steve Ovenden. Pick 15 for the Denver Broncos. I choose wide receiver T Higgins. With Riggs, Judy and C.D. Lamb already taken in the draft, I felt Higgins was the next best fit for the Broncos. At the end of last season, Drew Locke showed some good form even after losing Emmanuel Sanders to the 49ers. Why not use this draft to give Locke more weapons and see what he can really do? A big guy with a big jump, Higgins will be a great end zone target. He will be a mismatch for defences because of his big 6-4 frame. A useful addition to an improving Denver offence. And rounding out the first half of the first round, it is the Atlanta Falcons at pick 16. Hi, this is Wes from the Giants podcast, and I am doing the pick for the Atlanta Falcons. So at number 16, the Atlanta Falcons select CJ Henderson, cornerback, Florida. Uh, I think this is a, a no-brainer, really. Atlanta Falcons need uh, need a DB, and I think Henderson fits in really well. I don't see much of a difference between Okuda and him. I think Henderson's faster. I think his time at the Combine was faster, and I think he's, um, well, not think he is stronger than what Okuda is. I think where he lacks maybe from Okuda is is his uh, tackling, and sometimes he seems a bit, bit lethargic in his play, but I think he's got the potential to be a number one cover uh, corner, I think along the lines of Jalen Ramsey. So that would be my pick for the Atlanta Falcons. At pick 17, it is the Cowboys. And making that pick for them is Bill Roberts. So Bill did send me in uh, his reasoning, but for some reason it has cut off before he got to this audio. So we got the earlier pick, but not this one. So I'll quickly run through this pick. Um, yeah, Zadrian McKinney is the newest cowboy at uh, pick 17 the safety out of Alabama he was highly productive I think the Cowboys do have a real need at safety I think McKinney is someone that can come in and start from day one and he is that sort of difference making safety I think he can do so many things on a defense I think he's very versatile he can be moved around a lot and yeah he really is going to help whichever team he does end up on and for the Cowboys here I think it's a much needed help at safety and yeah it will uh really improve that defence. At pick 18, and with their second pick of the first round, it is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, it's Dave again from the UK Steelers podcast. So, and the next pick for the Dolphins, I've gone with DeAndre Swift. If you're wondering why, the clue's in the name, man. This guy is, like, highly athletic. Really nice burst of speed, but he some really nice smooth cuts as well so he doesn't really lose any momentum in them it's really impressive but um and he's not the biggest back in the class but 
you've got a good amount of power, you've got a lot of got a fairly thick build for for his uh, for his size, um for his weight I should say. Um great open field vision. He does break tackles, um, you know, if it's more of an arm tackle, they'll just burst through that. Um he's solid in pass protection as well. Um I've rarely seen him sort of slip up in that. Um he's great as a receiver as well. Got really nice hands. Uh I always gone about nice cricket hands, nice soft hands. Um seems like a natural catcher of the ball. Uh so yeah. DeAndre Swift is the next pick for the Dolphins. At pick nineteen, we are back to Las Vegas and the Raiders. So it's Russell here again from the Raider Podcast UK. And with the 19th pick in the first and 10 mock draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Kenneth Murray, linebacker, Oklahoma. So yeah, we've gone Oklahoma again. I mean, like his his fellow teammate CD, um, we've selected Kenneth Murray, linebacker, this time with 19th pick. The dude, the dude's fast. Like he sideline to sideline speed. He's, he's mad. He's, he's he's fast. Um, I don't think he'll play inside linebacker in the pros. Uh, not just straight away anyway. I think he'll be like a uh, probably be a weak side linebacker to start off with. Uh, he he can play the run, uh, and the blitz perfect. He's pass. He's pass. D needs a little bit more, little bit more work. Uh, hence why I think he'll play on the uh, on the weak side. Um, he'll make all the tackles needed, averaging fifteen tackles a loss per season at, um, in his three years in the uh, in the NCAA. Um, yeah, dude, dude is a beast, um, and will and will continually, as he has shown in Oklahoma, continually progress to be to be more likely an All Star linebacker. Um, or pro linebacker, not that the going to the pro ball actually means anything these days, uh, but yeah, Kenneth Murray, nineteenth pick, uh, linebacker, Oklahoma. At pick number twenty is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and picking for them is Ross Bell. With the twentieth pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Patrick Queen. The Jags defence have lost a lot of talent over the past few years on that defensive side of the ball, so let's get a stud linebacker to start rebuilding. At pick 21, it is the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, it's uh, James from the Redskins Podcast UK. I've got the honour of picking the 21st pick in the NFL draft for the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're going to select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver from LSU. Now, the Eagles avoid the temptation to trade up when some of those receivers start flying off the board earlier in the draft. They're going to be fine just sitting back and waiting for your guy. Jefferson is a player I really like. He's the third Jefferson brother to suit up for LSU. And Jefferson not only led the national champion Tigers in receptions in 2019, but he tied for the FBS lead with 111 for 1,540 yards at 13.9 yards per catch. He also finished second in the nation to teammate Jamar Chase with 18 receiving touchdowns. Jefferson's a quarterback's best friend. He's a naturally instinctive pass catcher. He's got ridiculous catch ratios, which will help any quarterback out. B. 
being in the LSU offense with Burrow and offensive coordinator Joe Brady has him NFL ready. I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up as the um, top rookie receiver, given the circumstances he would be walking into here. Uh, annoyingly, I think this is a great pick for the Eagles. At pick 22, it is the Minnesota Vikings and Bill Roberts. So it's Dave again. Um, yeah, Bill did send me in the audio for these, but as I said, with the Cowboys pick, for some reason it didn't come through properly, and uh, yeah, we only got the earlier pick from him. But at uh, 22, the Vikings select Christian Fulton, the cornerback from LSU. I mean, I think this is a good pick here. The Vikings have an obvious need at cornerback. Obviously, they lost uh, Xavier Rhodes, Trey Waynes, and uh, Mackenzie Alexander in this uh, off-season. So, I feel like if they don't go cornerback one of these first two picks, it'd be a big shock. But yeah, um, I think uh, in Christian Fulton, they got a player with not tons of experience at college, but but enough. And obviously, he was part of that record-setting LSU team. I know that was more on offense, but the defense was pretty good as well, as we'll see from all the players taken in this draft. But I think uh, he is the sort of player that will come in and really help that Vikings secondary pretty quickly. He, I mean, the Vikings really did struggle there last year. They had experienced players, but like I said, Xavier Rose, he wasn't um, that Xavier Rhodes that we've come to expect. And yeah, they really do need some help there. And uh, yeah, Fulton for me is uh, one of the better prospects in this draft at the position. And yeah, he goes at 22 and that is a nice pickup for the Vikings. At pick 23, it is the New England Patriots. And another person making their podcast debut it is Josh Capps, one of our writers. With the 23rd pick of the draft, I've gone with Justin Herbert, the quarterback out of Oregon. I think the likelihood of Herbert going as low as 23 is very minimal but I'm unsure what trades will go in the early picks that could mix the quarterbacks around in the draft. I went with Herbert for the pick, as I don't think New England really have any other option than finding another quarterback um, and some young talent to back up Stidham. Um, and to be fair, who knows, he might even get a start ahead of him after a few weeks. Belichick is not really a fan of Stidham and has been searching for Brady's replacement probably since he got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo um, to San Francisco a few seasons back. And Herbert probably looks the perfect fit from the options that they have in the early round. He's a confident young man uh, and has got a good arm and also a very low interception thrower. He only threw six interceptions in 2019, which versus probably the rival of Jordan Love, who was probably another pick that I would have looked at for New England, who threw 17. And this is a big stat, which I know Belichick would be uh, wanting to follow up with Brady leaving, who was also a low interception thrower. I think Herbert does need a little bit of support in his decision-making during games. Um, and to be fair, there's not much of a better place to go and learn this rather than in Foxborough. Um, I don't think he would walk into a starting role at New England. Um, but I think if Stidham had a weak start, maybe a few poor games early in the season, then he would expect Belichick to give him a go. At pick 24, it is the New Orleans Saints and Rowan from the Saints podcast. Well, this is a bit more like it. With the 24th overall pick of this mock draft, the New Orleans Saints select an absolute steal in the form of Calevon Chason, linebacker, LSU Tigers. Um, there are a lot of teams who've picked ahead of us this year who could really use a guy like this. And if he is still on the board at 24, the Saints would be mad to not take him for me. Measurables are absolutely prototypical. Speed, power, versatility everything you need. He's an explosive runner in space and off the line of scrimmage. Uh, he can help out man and zone coverage and uh, has the IQ to go sideline to sideline with the best of them and operate in space. 
he also has a lot of flexibility in his frame in and with that speed, length and strength so that his burst and his bend are are up there with the best that I've seen in, in college football this year. And um, he's he's so explosive out of two-point and three-point stance just to get off blocks, get after the quarterback or after the runner. And um, he's, I keep saying it, but he is a steal at 24 for me. It's rare, especially in this class, even with the the other linebackers that are coming up and the other teammates of his in particular that are, that are coming up for selection, uh, to see that um, that complementary skill set of power on the line and being able to uh, trade blows with with big offensive linemen and still having the the looseness and the flexibility to get after scat backs and and slot receivers and to and to dominate tight ends in coverage. Um, he's he's been very impressive for the tape that we have and. This is the thing that I, I guess would would make him drop this far. That he does have an injury history. You know that uh, that tape footage is not as extensive as it could be. Um, he blew his ACL in twenty eighteen, uh, which took him out for pretty much the whole season, and he's had other problems before and since. But um, if he can be kept fit, and this goes for other people that have been in this draft class, but if he can be kept fit, then uh, he is he is an immediate difference maker and has the potential to be one of the best at his position. Watching LSU this year, I've been I've been particularly impressed with how his how his variety in pass rush has come on. That it isn't still just the sweep and bend around the edge. He's got the ball rush. He's got the stabs and the counters and the spins, and he can do that full suite of, um, of technical moves that you, you'd want from someone who you're going to take this high. Um, so, yeah, delighted to be able to keep this guy in Louisiana. And, um, yeah, ha- very, very happy if, uh, if he's still there on the day for the Saints. At pick 25 is once again the Minnesota Vikings, and making that pick is Russell from the Raiders podcast. So I'm back again. Um, here with the Vikings pick at number 25, for the first and ten mock draft. So yeah, the Minnesota Vikings take Gross Matos, defensive end, Penn State. Um having recently let Everson Griffith go, um another one solid defensive tag defensive end um gets replaced by a potential uh solid defensive end. I mean what you've done at Penn State, um Gross Matos that is, has been uh has been something to behold. Um, he's got the speed and the strength that anybody would like on the defensive line. Um, but as an edge rusher, I think he's got it. He can definitely go in and start day one uh, for the Vikings, who who needed defensive end. Um, like I say, especially after after letting uh, Everson Griffith walk, um, who opted out of his contract. Um, previously in the draft, obviously we took. Uh, I say we, as I'm drafting for the Vikings, we took a uh, a cornerback. Um, so yeah, hitting the needs for the Vikings. Uh, yeah. It is pick twenty six, and with their third and final pick of the first round, it is the Miami Dolphins and Lee Wakefield. Hello again, it's Lee here, back from the First and Ten Chargers podcast. This time, picking on number twenty six of the first round for the Miami Dolphins. So with this pick, I've decided to kind of complete the mission for Miami and what they've set out to do in the fact that they need to get out a quarterback and they also need to get uh, an offensive tackle of some description out of this round. 
And the guys before me have done a really good job. They've uh, picked uh, Tua Vailoa at number five, and then later down the line, DeAndre Swift uh, at number 18 for Miami. So why Josh Jones then? I'm thinking Josh Jones because he's a high upside player. He's probably got quite a low floor as well, actually, but he's definitely got a really high upside in this tackle group. Uh, probably one of the, the main guys in the second tier of tackles. He's got the physical traits and the physical skill set that you'd want to look for. That's what gives him his really high ceiling, as I mentioned before. Um, he's, he's just dominated, didn't he, at AC level for Houston. And um, I don't know if he can do that straight away at the next level, but he's definitely got the ceiling to be able to do so. He's coachable. And, uh, you know, needs that polish, but this is why you're getting someone at the end of the first round instead of at the start of the first round. And, yeah, should be a good pick for Miami in the future and uh, can kind of be part of their uh, building blocks that they're doing. Uh, they'll only all need uh, to rebuild their franchise over the next few years. Pick 27 and the Seattle Seahawks, and picking for them is Ross Bell. With the 27th pick, the Seattle Seahawks select a player in the first round. That's a shock. We've gone for AJ Apensa, uh, Edge, Russia. Uh, we need talent there big time. Uh, we drafted LJ Collier last year in the first round at, at the edge position, and he was terrible. Um, the situation surrounding Jadavion Clowney is still unclear, so let's get this guy in, and he can start from day one. Pick 28. And it is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they are selecting Antoine Wilfield Jr., safety from Minnesota. Um, the GM is not available for comment right now. So, uh, yeah, I'll do a quick one on this. And he is a hard-hitting, really intelligent safety who just has such good instincts. And I think for the Ravens, they're getting a very impressive player who I think can make a difference straight away. They already have a good secondary, but he uh, only improves that. And, uh, yeah, I think he's the sort of player that can come in and sort of put an already really good defence just up another notch. But, yeah, that is the Baltimore Ravens. So, on the clock at 29 is the Tennessee Titans, and making that pick is me again. So, I feel like this is such an obvious pick to go tackle here. They've lost Jack Conklin. They have just... Paid Ryan Tannehill so much money. Obviously, Derek Henry is the heart of this offense, and I mean, getting him running is so important. And to do that, you need a good line. And Lucas Nyang comes in, and uh, I think he can really fill in what they've lost at Conklin. I'm not saying he's as good, but he is an impressive player. And I mean, he's very athletic. He's very powerful. He's so good in the run game, and while. It, Pass uh, pass blocking is still good, but uh, the run game is re where he really excels. And for me, that is exactly what the Titans are looking for. They're going to be running more often than not, or at least more often than uh, most teams. So someone like him can uh, really help them, and I think he's going to be Derek Henry's best friend in this team. So at pick 30, and almost at the end of the first round, we have the Green Bay Packers, and picking for them is once again Josh Capps. So for the 30th pick of the draft, I've gone for Denzel Mims, the wide receiver out of Baylor. Um, the Packers have multiple options they could go for with this first round pick, um, including trading it to another team. Um, but I think the wide receiving uh, area is somewhere, somewhere they need to focus on. Um, Mims looks like a good fit. Um, somebody who could finally become that more consistent wide receiver all season round. Um, I know Green Bay have had Valdez, Scantling and Lazard. Um, both given efforts in the last two seasons. Um, 
to back up Adams, but both really haven't torn up the numbers and opened many eyes. Um, and I think if Adams was lost through injury or for any other reason, then Greenbow would struggle in the wide receiving areas and would end up being heavily reliable on their running backs. Um, Mims finished 2019 with um, over a 1,000 yards for 12 touchdowns. Um, and his long arms and big hands is definitely something that I've seen mentioned um, coming out of the combine. Um, and I'm sure that's something that Aaron Rodgers would be loved to throw into. Um, especially if he can post some numbers um, and become Devontae Adams' wingman. Um, like I said, a dominant combine with some very good numbers has probably dragged Mims into the later stages of round one where he probably wasn't going to get a shout before. Um, but I'm going to take him at Green Bay. At pick 31, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Hey guys, this is Simon from the UK Steelers podcast again. Um, with the 31st overall pick in the NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers are going to take Cesar Ruiz, offensive lineman, out of Michigan. Um, this is a guy who can play uh, centre or guard. He's a very versatile guy. He's got experience playing both positions. Um, and while you know some 49ers fans might like the idea of uh, kind of adding to that defence and improving a position of strength, um, I think the offensive line was one of the more hidden reasons why the 49ers improved so much last year. Um, I think a guy like this who who frees up a little bit of space uh, and, and makes that position younger uh, is probably going to be of more benefit to them given what's left on the board here in the first round. So Cesar Ruiz, um, pick 31. At pick 32 and rounding out our first round mock draft, we have the Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Gavin here from the UK Steelers podcast. At 32, I think the, the Chiefs in this situation would be looking to trade out of this pick. Jordan Love's on the board and there's a few teams like the Chargers and the Colts that still need a quarterback. So maybe they could get someone to move back into the first round here and, and still address their needs. But as there's no trades in this draft, I'm going to have them take Zach Bond, linebacker out of Wisconsin. Uh, the, the Chiefs need to upgrade their, their defence. The offence is obviously... One of the best in football, but the defence has been a bit behind. And they lost Reggie Ragland this year in free agency, so they've got a, a gap to fill there. And Bond's a versatile guy that can cover and can rush the passer. Uh, he's got a lot of speed and versatility, so yeah, great pick for them, I think. Okay, hope you enjoyed the draft, guys. See you later. So there we have it. Our mock draft is in the books. We are going to be back with another one of these uh, where we are going to be trading around. There's uh, eight of us making picks now, so we've had four teams each. And uh, yeah, there's a few uh, drafts. We've literally just finished it as I've been recording this. So yeah, it's a, a pretty interesting one. Um, yeah, so we're going to be releasing both of these this week. Well, obviously this one's already been released. But uh, yeah, that one will be coming before Thursday night's draft. On Thursday, me and Ross are going to be doing a uh, live stream covering the draft again. So watch along with us. Um, I mean, I don't know what else you're doing right now. So you might as well start and watch the draft. But yeah, this was uh, a lot of fun. And thank you to everyone involved in it. So it's uh, obviously getting all these together is a bit of an effort and putting them together takes a bit of time. But yeah, it's all worth it because I think it's quite fun and uh, quite a good listen in the end. So it's also good to get different opinions on all the different players and it's interesting to see how everyone thinks differently. There's a couple of picks in this draft that sort of shocked people, I think. And uh, yeah, we were doing this in a big group chat and yeah, some of the picks were interesting to say the least. Yeah, it's a really good look at what people think of the draft and obviously think about their own teams and uh, what they're going to do when it gets to their draft slot. So, yeah, thanks to everyone for coming on. Thanks to you all for listening. You can find us at first and ten underscore. Um, you can find us at first and ten on Facebook. I will 
put all the people from this draft all at them, probably into the reply to the new podcast link I'll put out, because uh, you should definitely go and give them all a listen, because they're all putting out some great stuff, and yeah, it's uh, yeah, a really fun listen, and helping us get through this time right now, uh, where we're stuck indoors, but yeah, hopefully you're all staying safe, and uh, we'll speak to you tomorrow.